Grand Speedway proudly presents Rapid on Racing, the Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program is brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States, here's Rapid on Racing. Can you see by the dawn's early light What so proudly we hailed At the twilight's last gleaming Whose broad stripes and bright stars Through the perilous fight Or the rain Streaming and the rocket's red glare, the bombs bursting in air, gave proof through the night that our flag was still there. Oh, says us the stars. Welcome once again to Wrapping on Racing. I'm Don Gamble, and I have to start tonight's program on a bit of bad news. My good friend Dave Kitty passed away on August 22nd. RPM Racing News was a weekly racing paper that he published 27 times a season. He would start in April and run through September. RPM Racing News was the reality of a joint venture between Dr. David Horn and Dave Kitty. In 1993, they purchased the monthly magazine, Racing's Almost Perfect Magazine, from me. In 1996, RPM Racing News acquired Tri-State Auto Racing News, the area's oldest racing publication. Dave was the announcer at Dog Hollow Speedway. He also announced in the past at Roaring Knob, Challenger, and occasionally at Pittsburgh. Lou Long believes that uh, Dave was on a selection committee for the Dirt Late Model Hall of Fame. Dave loved cooking, baking, auto racing, music, and model cars. And I lost a good friend. Rest in peace. In our regular racing news, I want to mention Jennerstown Speedway General Manager Bill Rebar will be with us tonight. One of our guests is eight-time late model feature winner Barry Audi. We also have Sprint Car winner Vivian Jones. Tyler Harris has a complete report from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Must see Sprint Car feature winner Bobby Santos and series champion Charlie Schultz will be with us. Pennsylvania Motor Speedway Sprint Car feature winner will be covered in Tyler's report. That includes Dan Kerriger. He also has interviews with Ben Police and Gary Catellus. 
We have Victory Lane comments in Auto Racing 101 with Nate Rigotti, Tyler Harris, Jacob Silman, and Nate Valenti, uh, and drivers Caleb Vassas, Dale Kimberly, Adam Kostelnik, and Steve Singo. Multiple requests for Remember When material has resulted in comments we will have tonight with Red Miley and Charlie Cragen. And we want to send out congratulations to Paul Cott on win number seven and the track championship at Hummingbird Speedway. We'll have additional results later on in the program. This is the Banker Bob Thought for August 29th, 2022. Did you ever notice that people seem to read the Bible a lot more as they get older? Period. I suppose it's like cramming for your final exam. Hey, this is Joey Logano, and you're listening to Rapid On Racing. A lot of activity Saturday night at Jennerstown Speedway, and we're going to talk to the main man, Billy Rebar. Bill, how are you today? Oh, it was an interesting Saturday night, Dawn, and uh, I want to start out by giving an update. We had an incident Saturday evening during the must-see racing sprint car feature event. One of our track cleanup members was cleaning up an oil from a blown motor uh, from a sprint car, uh, the series did not put the division under yellow, and uh, our track workers were doing their best they can to clean up the pits to prevent an incident. And unfortunately, with this series, drivers are allowed to pit under green, which is not the case in most series. And a sprint car came down pit road and uh, impacted, hit one of our track workers, who is currently, uh, he was air, airlifted to Connemon Medical Center, he is currently going under uh, treatment for his injuries. He is in good spirits. Um, I understand he really wanted his snuff. Um, so he is talking to everybody. He is alert. Uh, did sustain some injuries that we won't come on in the nature of the injuries. Um, but he is being treated, and he is in good spirits, and uh, we hope to see him back at the track real soon. That's good news that he is in good spirits, and they're going to get him all fixed up. Yeah, uh, very traumatizing for everybody involved in what I believe could have been a preventable uh, incident, but hindsight's twenty twenty. Um, just glad that, uh, like I said, that he's okay as far as uh, we'll be able to make a full recovery. That's good. Bobby Santos had a nice night. That's right. Bobby Santos is extremely popular in the open-wheeled series, whether it's in the Will and Modified Tour, whether it's the must-see racing sprint cars, whether it's the Isma Super Modifieds, he is one and everything without fenders on it. And uh, he ran second for most of the race, and then after the extended red flag period, he was able to take the lead, and he never looked back. I thought it was nice. Uh, Schultz won the title and then proposed to his girlfriend. That was kind of uh, interesting. Yeah, Charlie Schultz is a great guy. I met him a couple years ago. Matter of fact, him and uh, his car owner was one of the first ones to put a sprint car around Jennerstown. They came out and did some exhibition laps in front of the fans a few years ago when their first trip was here. Really appreciate them doing that because until you see an asphalt sprint car, you really can't put comparison. And uh, great group of guys, hard worker. He's done a lot of super modified racing also, but it was nice to see him win the championship at Jennerstown. 
one of the guests right after your report is Barry Audie, and I was talking to him about his uh, seven wins and the point title, and he said, it's not over yet, but then Saturday night, he won another one, so he won eight out of the races so far this season. Yeah, Barry's car has been on a rail. You know, a lot of guys, they make their car, they make a little adjustments, and if it's good, they leave it alone. Uh, Barry can win a race, and I guarantee he's in the garage right now trying to make it even better. Uh, it did help that he started from the pole position, and there was some really hard racing behind him, but taking nothing away from him nonetheless. And really excited for uh, Barry for a dominant performance. And then second place went to Ethan Myers, which Barry also filled that car as well. And you know what? Hats off to Brian Swain. Career best finish. I believe he finished third. Did a really great job in the, the Mark Smith ride, and he's really coming along here in his rookie season. So the points, uh, are they still up in the air? Uh, if the fans wanted to get a rundown on the points, uh, I know it's early in the morning. What would you recommend? So, Don, the way it works this year, because of every division ran pretty much every week this year, every division was allowed one-night point drop. So the lowest finishing feature event for the season will be dropped from the points unless someone missed the night. Obviously, you don't. Uh, you can't drop another one, so they will remove their lowest earned point night, and those points will be re-racked and restacked. Uh, the rule said that by September 1st, but we'll make sure we'll get those out there and updated immediately. Uh, we're in the process now. Hopefully in the next several hours of this show airing, the new point standings will be updated. Some doesn't close the gaps very much when you have someone who's really consistent. If you you know, Barry's got eight wins. What are you going to do, drop a win? Uh, you know, he's had one bad night, I believe it was, on July 2nd. But a couple of the other divisions, it's going to really, really, really close up those point battles. So we're excited to see how that shakes out going in with just a few weeks to go in the season. I felt bad for Jason Bush. I thought he had it in the bag, but Glessner got him. Yeah, yeah, really uh, a last lap pass by Doug Lester in turn one, but backing up before that, it it was looked to be that possibly the other Glessner brother, as I refer to him, Del Glessner, who's really a tremendous guy and has the best-looking fire suit in the pits, uh, he ran Tom Golick down from over an eight, not eight seconds, I'm sorry, .08 second of a lead, eight-tenths of a second, ran him down, was trying to set him up, and... Uh, those cars made contact. You can watch the replay and flow and make that determination for yourself. But unfortunately, um, Dale had nowhere to go, and Tom kind of changed lanes, and both cars had to go to the back, and it was Doug Lesnar prevailing. These last lap passes for the win are getting more and more common, and that tells you how good the competition is. Uh, the competition at Jennerstown right now, Dawn, is at an all-time high. Um, you know, some divisions only have eight, nine cars, but it doesn't matter because seven of those nine cars could win on any given Saturday night. The other two are still figuring it out, and they will get there at some point as well. Um, great racing, great competition. Um, it's been an up-and-down year. It's been hard for people to get parts. It's been hard for um, – it's just it's been crazy. This economy is affecting everybody. You know, there's people that are out of work that are still trying to race and – we're just trying to stick together and hopefully uh, finish off 2022 strong and regroup, rebuild for 2023. Uh, big night this Saturday with Armstrong. Let's talk about it. Yeah, so we're actually going to have a 75-lap 
uh, late model feature for the Martellus Pharmacy late models. We sold 16 cars here this past Saturday, none of which sustained any major damage. So we hope to see all them back. Rumor a couple of drivers that have been running off and on this year are going to try to make it back next weekend. So we're excited to hopefully see a big car count on Armstrong Cable Night. Armstrong Cable has over 130,000 customers in the southwestern Pennsylvania region. And anybody that presents their Armstrong Cable bill at the gate will be eligible for a buy one, get one free ticket. So you purchase one $10 ticket, you get another one free next Saturday, September 3rd on Armstrong Cable Night at Jennerstown Speedway. That's pretty nice. Any other uh, things coming up in September that you want to touch on? Uh, September 10th, the Super Cup Stock Car Series will return for their second and final visit of the year. We have September 17th, and then we have our championship night on September 24th. But that's not the end of racing for the 2022 season, Don. So the racing for the weekly competitors will complete or conclude on September 24th. However, we are racing the CRA Fall Brawl on Saturday, October 1st. Jake CRA Pro Late Models. Midwest Modified Tour, Vor Super Compact Series, and the CRA Street Stocks. Really, really, really excited to see these four traveling touring series that brings tons of cars to Jennerstown. Don, we are getting contacted from late model teams from North Carolina, Michigan, all over the region that maybe typically don't run CRA events, but hey, guess what? They really like Jennerstown, and their race seasons have pretty much concluded in their region. They plan on being there on October 1st. So we're really excited. Uh, the entry blank just went out this past week, and we're really excited to see uh, what takes shape for that race. Excellent report. Looking forward to uh, next week's racing and next week's report. I want to thank you for being with us. Thanks again, Don. This portion of today's program is brought to you in part by Curtis Power Solutions. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. I want to tell you a little bit about area auto racing news. Nice uh, newspaper. It covers a lot of good stuff. Some of the writers, Dave Moody, Ernie Saxton, Walt Weimer, Chuck Bollinger, Dave Dragovich, just to name a few. As a matter of fact, Bollinger, Dragovich, and uh, Weimer have been part of Rapping on Racing for many, many years. You can get 50 issues for $56. But what I like best is a digital subscription, which is $45. Really neat uh, paper. If you need more information, you can give them a call at 609-888-3618. 
That number again for Area Auto Racing News, 609-888-3618. You won't be disappointed. No one covers motorsports like Rapidon Racing. For nearly 40 years, Rapidon Racing has provided the best in motorsports information with knowledgeable and veteran reporters who cover all forms of racing. Weekly reports include local dirt and asphalt racing from Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, plus the All-Star, Lucas Oil Late Models, NASCAR, Rush, and the World of Outlaws. Listeners get the latest breaking motorsports news. The show features special guests, local track reports, driver interviews. The host of Rapid on Racing is Don Gamble. A former driver and track promoter, Don brings a wealth of racing knowledge to the program every week. Rapid on Racing. Hi, this is NASCAR driver Josh Berry, and you're listening to Rapping on Racing. One of the most successful and popular drivers at Jennerstown is Barry Audi, and he's going to take a minute to chat with us. Barry, how are you? Good, good. You know, it seems like out of the season so far, you have seven wins out of uh, 15 races. That's like batting 500, and a couple of those nights... Uh, was out of your control, but uh, you were taken out of the race. But it seems like, obviously, you've figured it out. And I'm guessing over the years uh, at Jenner's time, you had one uh, on the dirt way back, and then two when they were running the restricted late models, and you have seven this year, but probably somewhere around 80 just at Jenner's time. That's pretty impressive statistics. Well, yeah, I mean, I have a lot of good... uh Sponsors and a lot of good people helping me. That's you surround yourself with good people. Uh, good things happen. Well, let's start with the good people for the and we get new listeners every week. Um, who are the guys that help you? Uh, my buddy Don, he's here all the time. Help me wrench and Jimmy Brognock and uh, Bobby Young and Kerry Denorsi. I mean, we're we're always here. And then uh, my buddy Jimmy Friedline, he does the motors for me, jet engines. So, uh, yeah, it's all, all them to help and, and all the sponsors. You know? And you mentioned the sponsors, and you got some good ones. Let's uh, tell the listeners who they are. Uh, the Wheeler family, uh, Town Auto, uh, Total Mobility, Pizza Hut, uh, Rustic Woods, Daniel Schaefer, Struck Auto Body, uh, Hampton Inn, Pennsylvania Propane, uh, North Store Equipment, uh, Pro Disposal, uh, any Lake Realty, uh, Tailgates, uh, Morocco Welding, uh, Jeff Carey Associates. Yeah, that's that should cover it there. But I mean, it's you know, it's if it wasn't for them, there's no way you could compete. You know. And they're all top-notch sponsors. You mentioned yep. North Star, and I'd like to talk about that because your history and your dad, the family goes way back with uh, Hemingers. When did now, I know that uh, Larry Hemminger was racing the little cars when he first started. Was your dad involved in any of that? Oh, yep, yep. I actually, Larry just got uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame, and I didn't know whether to congratulate him or apologize for my dad getting him into racing. And I asked him songs. I told his wife, George, I don't know whether to congratulate him or, or, or apologize. But, uh, yeah, dad, him and dad, that was dad's best buddy there, and... Uh, they started, well, actually, they started the pure stock division up at Jennerstown, and I think they, I got welded like 11 roll cages together that winter for them guys building cars for everybody. You know, they just, it took off, and, and uh, they started from there. 
Larry told me at one time he had 50 or 60 cars on his property. That, uh, yep, yep, down below his conveyor place there. there was, it was Monte Heaven, they called it. And, uh, it was all, the, all, all Monte Carlos. And, you know, you, there was not a more well-deserving person for that Hall of Fame. Uh, very good award, very appropriate. And some of the stories that he's told me in the past about you and your dad and some of the things that happened when they would what they'd lower the motors down into a basement or something for dad to work on. Yeah, he called it the dungeon. Yep, that was down underneath Larry's office. It was like an old coal mining building, and you'd have to lower them down in this hole, and he'd because they had heat down there and stuff, and he'd build them, build them down in there, and then they build like a little, little door then on it and stuff. But it was like a little, like a little dungeon down in there. Dad had all the stuff down in there. That's where the engines got built. Well, is was that because they were top secret, or it was just a convenient place to work? No, it's convenient. It was out of the way, and nobody would, you know, he had his own little, like nobody would go down and bother him. Yeah. <laughs> so you get down there and it's peaceful. So when you're putting one together, nobody's. Uh, you know, make, making a, a mistake, you know? Yeah. Now, as things progressed, okay, Larry and Dad are racing. Uh, when did you first decide, uh, hey, I want to do this? How old were you when you first started racing? Oh, I was like 16. Yeah. It was in, in high school. There. Yeah, he actually, he let me uh, start uh, running his car in hot laps. Dad did. And then, uh, then we got a 69 Camaro. And gutted it out and made a like a pure stock street stock out of it. That was the first one. I think it was in 1978, I think. And when did you start? When did you start uh, winning? When did you get serious here? I think when that was in two, three years after that, and I started winning up generous. I built a uh, that winter there. I, I got a uh, cage kit off of Chamberlain. And uh, built a, a whole new car that winter in the garage there. Got some tubing off the steel erection right up the road from me there and stuff and put a whole new car together. And that's whenever I started winning then. I think it was early 80s, something like that. What fascinates me, and your dad was the same way, you would help anyone. And I remember talking to your mom in the grandstands. I said, he helps these guys, and then he has to go out and race against them. Or even better than that, you sold a car to Teddy Gabala, and then he was not only racing against you, but occasionally he was beating you. Well, when that's happening, what are your thought processes? Geez, I told this kid too much. Well, it is what it is. I mean, it's, I've been, that makes me have to get better, that's all. Watching you race over the years, you are so smooth, and you take your time coming up through the pack. Of the current guys in the top ten, who do you find that is maybe your toughest competition? No, they're all tough. I mean, when you hit her, they're all tough. But, I mean, a ship's there every week. I mean, he's consistent and just a, a great guy to race with. You know, you know, you're, he's going to race you clean and, and stuff. And uh, same with Gary and a couple other ones. You know, they're ones you got to watch and ones you can trust, you know. Here's a, a ship story you'll like. One of the comments I made on the show after he won, I said, I can only imagine, I can only imagine the thought process with um, Brian and Gary when they're running side by side. They're like teammates. The cars are in the same garage and they're p both probably thinking, we definitely don't want to t 
take each other out. And then I got a text from him shortly after that said, you're absolutely right, because neither one of us, neither one of us wanted to spend a whole week putting the cars back together. But I thought that was pretty uh, cool. And, and I like it when I get a response from people uh, about something that was said on the show. It's... Uh, very gratifying when that happens, and I, uh, I enjoy doing that. It's, uh, but well, man, the one week uh, me and Chip raced side by side for I don't know how many laps. He came down and got me, and, and actually my exhaust pipe burnt the number on his car, the the vinyl on it, and we never touched. You know, yeah. he just thought that was he said, "Come down here, look at this," and and that's how close we raced and never touched. You know. Well, here's another interesting story. Now, I did an interview with Darren Mozzie, and, uh, you know, I thought it was pretty nice. Well, I got a text from his mom, Linda, and she said, I really appreciate that uh, interview. It was very nice. And apparently, years ago, she had even worked at Jennerstown for a while in the office. But then the story gets better. Dave Dragovich heard the interview, and he said, I used to sit in uh, in the grandstands with the Mozzie family. You talk about a small world. I mean, it went from an interview with a fellow that uh, won his race to finding out that his mom was very pleased with the interview and Dave, and Dave Dragovich are friends of the family. Right. His mom, uh, Linda, she brought me a picture back whenever Darren was just little. We were at uh, Cumberland Valley Country Club Mall at a, at, at a racing show and I had him up over my shoulders. I had a hold of him, and I was like sticking him head first into my in my car when he was just little. And yeah. she showed me that picture. She said, she said, "You remember this one, you know?" Be hard pressed to get him on your shoulders now, huh? Yeah, that probably wouldn't last too long. Yeah. Now, <laughs> and he's in one of Hemminger's cars, and there's a lot of history there that goes way back. The thing I like best about wrapping on racing is when we can connect the dots behind the scenes everybody sees the racing but there's so many things that the fans would love to know and sometimes they don't there's a there's a modified champion from Lernerville that plays the drums in a band I mean but oh, when, yeah. when you look at him he, he doesn't look like a, a rock and roller or anything but uh, people love that stuff well the season, okay, we're getting this the last, uh, this will be the end of August, and then we got the several weeks in September. You got about a 57-point lead, and I see no reason why that can't be maintained. But uh, the rest of the guys there, you know, second, third, fourth, they're, they're pretty close there. Who do you see as maybe uh, being your toughest competition for the remaining four or five weeks? I'd probably ship again. I mean, yeah. he finished behind us last year, and... Uh, I think I forget how many times we won. He was second every time we won, you know. So I mean, he's he definitely uh, picked the pace up, and he's always right there. He finds something that he didn't have so much uh, in the past, but he's definitely got it figured out. Well, I want to thank you very much for being with us, and wish you continued success. Well, thank you, buddy. I really appreciate it. Barry Audi is out of his race car. Makes some noise. His eighth win of the season. A dominant win for Audi starting on the pole. His crew working on the car. Another sticker already slapped on there. Barry will put his flow racing hat on. Barry, you had to feel good, man. You pull that bill out, you start on the pole. Your mind's got to be thinking, I'm driving away with this one. 
It made it a lot easier. But that's, that's awesome. Ethan got second, too. I mean, that's, that comes out of my garage, too. So that's, that's awesome that he got second. It's a great run. You work on a lot of cars here, but this one continues to be one of the fastest that we see on the speedway. I know you guys put a lot of work into this machine. Uh, does it feel good? Does it make it feel like all this work's worth it when you get to pull into victory lane on Saturday night? Yeah, we were still working on it last night. This morning we changed springs, sway bar, and some other stuff in it. We weren't too good last week. I think we found the problem. You've won half of the features this season on your way to another championship. What's that mean to you? I ain't over yet. <laughs> a lot of racing left for Barry Audi. Who do you want to thank on this machine, man? Uh, the Wheeler family, Stoystad Auto, Daniel Shaver, Struck Auto Body, Total Mobility, uh, Rustic Woods, Pizza Hut, uh, Hampton Inn, Morocco's, North Star Equipment, Pennsylvania Propane, Pro Disposal, I need Lake Realty, Jeff Carey, Associates. I think I'm pretty good. He's got it. I think he's pretty good. You look pretty good tonight. Hey, jet engines, AR bodies, uh, Port City. Thank everybody. I mean, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be here. This Audi machine's been a rocket ship all season. He picks up his eighth win of the year. How about a round of applause for yet another win for the 75? This portion of today's program was brought to you in part by Curtis Power Solutions. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A. J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C. J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers competed late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whalen Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. And now back to Don Gamble and more Rapping on Racing. Getting media into position. 
around the race winner's car first, and then we'll celebrate a champion. Big check coming in, $3,000 Bobby Santos takes tonight for winning. And Santos gonna come out of the car. Race fans, make some noise for your feature winner again at Jennerstown. It's Bobby Santos. Bobby, this place has been really good to you. I know you love coming here in a sprint car and running, but tell you what, Ryan Litt gave you all you could handle it looked like tonight. Yeah, um, uh, obviously, first of all, uh, hopefully everyone's okay. That was a scary ordeal, but um, obviously praying and thinking that uh, that everybody's okay at the end of the night. Um, but, uh, you know, Ryan was great. We, uh, you know, I think that uh, dirty air was really, really tough behind him. I don't know if we would have had anything for him, but uh, uh, got the uh, right yellow and it worked out for us. Um, just got to thank Dick, uh, my whole team. Um, uh, Tony worked his butt off, my dad obviously, uh, my mom coming to all these races, traveling for us, uh, my family, uh, got Jules and Jackie here, Christy, uh, just everybody that uh, works hard, can't forget Coop, uh, everybody uh, that helps us out. What is it about this racetrack that just suits you? It seems like something about your driving style just likes it when we come here. Yeah, um, I mean I enjoy the fast places um, and uh, got to give a lot of credit to Dick, my car owner, he gives me uh, Gives me the equipment I need to uh, to go fast and, and win races like this. So um, his daughter made it here, which is awesome with uh, Dick and Jane. So that's really cool. She's been our good luck charm this year. Um, just gotta thank everybody uh, everybody involved with DJ Racing. That's Bobby Santos, your feature winner here tonight at Jennerstown, and I know he's impatiently waiting over here. Now I will let him out. A champion with Musty Racing coming out. Make some noise for the 2022 Musty Racing champ, Charlie Schultz! From behind champion tonight, how on earth did you rally this team? I mean, it really wasn't a matter of rallying. I mean, uh, there's really just no quit. I'm, I'm probably pretty dumb, because I should've just quit after Lorraine. I was pretty hard on myself. Um, I really think a lot of it had to do with the crew I had tonight. Uh, JJ Hennis, and he just won uh, last week in a super for his grandma. Uh, KCJ has run, won the last two races in five days in a 305 dirt sprint car. And uh, tonight, uh, Nancy's honor, I had uh, pink tape on the nose. And uh, maybe she's riding with me tonight. Give me the good luck. What does this mean, Charlie? You moved from super modifieds to sprint cars, and just at, at first you told me I just want to learn how to win. Then you won. You're not a points racer per se, but this is really special, I can tell. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, to add my name to that elite list of champions for must see, uh, you know, I really gotta thank my girlfriend, my mom and dad. Uh, my, my uncle's here tonight. He drove up from West Virginia just to watch tonight. In fact, he's right there. He's going to come out here and get in victory lane with us. Um, John Reiser, Adam Bills, like just, it's just a good team effort deal. And, uh, I, I mean, just, what can I say? I want to thank all you fans for coming out and supporting us. I really miss coming to Jennerstown last year. Um, you know, I want to thank everybody on the side of this car. Uh, they've really stuck by me, really stepped up their game as far as helping us out. Uh, KTM North America, MDG Maintenance, Corky's Place, Brian Brewer Trucking. Um, always support your local businesses if you can. Any people that put their name on the side of the car as fans, if you can support them, do it.
Rumor has it the next time you won, something was supposed to happen. You may not have won the race, but winning a championship is still winning, is it not? This is definitely true. Uh, my girlfriend and I have been dating for about four and a half years now, and uh, I've been seriously considering asking her to marry me. And uh, I really want to ask her if she would tonight in front of everybody. Will you marry me? I think that's a yes. Get 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 on the knee. So I got I know I got some friends watching on Flow Racing. I gotta say that there's some parties going on in Lorraine, Ohio tonight. And let me tell you, we're bringing the party to Lorraine, Ohio tomorrow. Charlie Schultz, the champion, but I'd say he just got something better. I, I don't I don't have any words to follow that, Nate. I'll throw it back upstairs. Thank you, Jacob. That is the second engagement at Jennerstown Speedway in 2022 from a driver. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway returns for its 43rd racing season in 2022 with a jam-packed weekly racing schedule. It all kicks off on Saturday, April 23rd, featuring our five weekly racing divisions, the Rush Late Models, the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, the Hobby Stocks, the Open Four Cylinders, and the Young Guns. Throughout the season, PPMS will host several can't-miss special events, including the 34th annual Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series Pittsburgher 100, as well as three Rush Late Model Touring Series events, the Herb Scott Memorial, the Joke George, Steel City Classic, and the two-night Bill Hendren Memorial. Other special events include the Falcone Automotive 410 Outlaw Sprint Series, the Boss Wingless Sprint Car Series, the Penn Ohio Pro Stock Series Ed Laboo Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Thunder on the Dirt Vintage Modifieds, the Hobby Stock Invitational, and more. For our full schedule and all track information, check out ppms.com and be sure to stay up to date by following us on Facebook by searching Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway and on Twitter at PA Motor Speedway. Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store. Or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochrane.com. At Alternative Power Sources, they have always understood that your generator needs are never one size fits all. They are still the local generator company you have come to know and trust. But with expanded resources and expertise as a subsidiary of Curtis Power Solutions Company, 
part of the Indel Power Group. As a Curtis Power Solutions company, they offer quality brands such as MTU, Kohler, Southeastern Power Products, and Yamaha Generators. They bring more experience for working on complex projects such as engineering and design services for data centers and healthcare facilities. At the same time, they continue to service all brands of standby generators. Also, don't forget to ask about their rentals for your next event or power emergency. If you have a project, Alternative Power Sources has a solution. Contact them today at 1-800-894-4455. That's 1-800-894-4455. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tyler Harris. If you wanted sprint cars, you got them in full force on Saturday night, August the 27th, as 22 drivers checked in to do battle on Dirt's Monster Half Mile. It was the TI-22 Performance Fast on Dirt Sprint Car Series versus the Western PA Stars, presented by Falcone Moon Township Automotive. It all kicked off with qualifying, where the field was split into three groups to set the starting order for the three heat races. Brandon Spithaler was behind the wheel of Trey Jacobs' number 19 and was fastest in Group 1. The top four inverted, which made all of the top qualifiers start fourth in their respective heat races. Wheelman Brandon Mattis was the quickest in group number two, and Dan Kurger was not only the fastest in group number three, but the fastest overall by over one-tenth of a second. Moving on to heat race action, 1990 track champion Bob Felmley was able to score the first heat race win, fending off Jack Sodeman Jr. and Brandon Spithaler. In heat number two, it was the Butler Bullet Carl Bowser earning the heat race win. The wheelman Brandon Mattis and Nate Dussel completed the top three. And how about Dale Blaney piloting the Bears 32 to a heat race victory in heat race number three? The former Los Angeles Laker bested Jammin' Johnny Mullock and Sean Rahal to seal the deal. The 20-lap feature event was up next, featured by a six-wide salute to the fans. All 22 drivers took the green flag, with Dan Kuriger and Carl Bowser making up the front starting row. Kerger took off quickly, but the caution would fly on lap three for Philip Young, who spun in turns one and two. That, however, would be the only caution of the race. Kerger picked back up where he left off, padding a comfortable lead off of the restart. Carl Bowser would have problems and retired the car on lap number five. While some cars began to fade, others took life. A lot of eyes were peeled to the red 81 of Lee Jacobs, who started 13th and was closing in on the leaders. Perhaps a caution could have helped Jacobs. However, it was all Kuriger who appeared to make his win look effortless, effectively navigating lap traffic and leading all 20 laps en route to his second win of the season at Pittsburgh. Hear about all what Kuriger had to say in victory lane. Well done, Mr. Kuriger. That car was a rocket ship. You had to feel good in this thing. It looked like you had no problem getting around wherever you needed to go. High side, low side, did not matter. You navigated through lap traffic just perfect, and you pick up the feature win here tonight, second one of the season. Yeah, car was really good early, and the heat race wasn't so good, so we adjusted it, and the car was pretty pretty damn good there. I just couldn't tell where to run, where it was faster. When you're on the lead, it's kind of hard. It's like a judgment call. It's hard to take. Yeah, you're certainly a sitting duck whenever you're leading throughout the course of that feature. You know you've got fast cars behind you, not on the local level, but on the regional level as well. But you made the proper adjustments. You get it done here tonight. You've made your way around Victory Lane at a few different racetracks that you, uh, this year. You've had yourself a real successful season. Yeah, this is definitely the best year we ever had. So uh, hopefully we can continue just to finish decent. I'll be happy. You have a lot of people that you want to thank on this car. Let's take the moment to thank those people. 
Uh, the Zippe family, Gary, he helps us out in the car and sponsors us. Uh, Young Electric, Advanced Auto, my mom and dad. If it wasn't for all of them, I'd never be able to do this. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it one more time for tonight's feature winner of the TI-22 Performance Fast on Dirt 410 Sprint Cars, Dan Kerriger in the 08. Brandon Mattis of Wampum would earn the runner-up spot, gaining one spot and fending off hard charger Lee Jacobs in the closing laps. Lee Jacobs of Holmesville, Ohio, gained 10 positions in 20 laps to earn the final podium spot. Dale Blaney, the 1991 and 1992 track champion, and Brandon Spithaler would complete the top five. Positions 6 through 10 were held by Jack Soderman Jr., Nate Dussel, John Mollick, Bob Felmley, and Logan McCandless. Other big movers of the night were Adam Kekic, who jumped nine spots to finish 12th, and the aforementioned Logan McCandless, who went plus eight to complete the top 10. Moving on now to the Rourke Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models as they began their final preparations for the Red Miley Rumble taking place next week. But the focus was on the task at hand, which was a 20-lap feature event. It appeared as though Kyle Lucon was the car to beat, and perhaps he was. Lucon had led all 14 laps when, after a restart, the car took a sudden right-hand turn into the outside wall in turn four, causing the leader to end his night. Several cars got tangled up on the backstretch simultaneously, including Dave Goebel, Caleb McManus, and Cassidy Kamaker. Fortunately, all drivers were okay after their incidents. Ben Police would capitalize, leading the remaining laps to take home the feature win. Police has earned some frequent flyer miles to victory lane over the years, but his celebrations and his interviews never disappoint. Who needs wash day when you've got Miller Lite to get it done for you? Tell you what, man, you've done a great job this season. Four feature wins here on a limited schedule. Uh, you haven't missed a beat. Yeah, it's uh, you know come back from, from what we had last year, pretty much blowing up an engine. Every night we were out. I gotta say it's it's awesome. Uh, tonight, you know, I, I think Kyle had the car to win. Um, you know, I just couldn't get enough on him, and I don't know what happened in three and four. I just know I was down low, and it looked like his car just went towards the wall. So, uh, yeah, I think he had the car to win. So, I mean, kudos to him. But once this car got out of clear air, I mean, it was it was lights out. You tie yourself for fifth all-time in the Rush Late Model Division here now with Mike Pegger Jr. with 21 career wins. It's got to be a pretty impressive feeling to know, you know, you've had such a successful career here through the past few seasons, a two-time champion. Unfortunately, not going to happen this year on a limited schedule, but you've made the most of every opportunity you've had here for the past several years. Yeah, and, uh, you know, probably, I mean, I started coming up here maybe 2014 or so, and, uh, you know, I, I couldn't get out of my own way. I was running mid-pack, you know, and if I start up front, I end up spinning out. So, uh, you know, just in, in these, many, these many years, just to get up to, uh, to where we're at is awesome. And, uh, you know, I, I got to give it to Mike. I, I see him on my inside, and I said, Mike, there ain't no way I'm letting you beat me tonight. I said, if I got to jump a start, if I got to give you a door, I love the dude. You know, we park next to each other all the time, but uh, it was good racing with him like that. The Red Miley Rumble coming up next weekend. I know that you run pretty much every other weekend, but some extra money on the line for the Rush Late Model drivers. Think you'll be back to defend the win? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna come back. That's why we took off um, the last two weeks. I, you know, I told my wife. You know, shout out to her again. Her in Oakland, they're at home watching. Mom, Donnie, you know, Kim. Uh, you know, for her just to let me keep racing every other week, maybe two on, one off type deal. You know, I, I love you. I love you guys. Thank you so much for letting me continue to do this and not leaving me. And, uh, you know, just packing up and leaving because we're at the garage all the time working on the car. So, you know, thank you guys. Thanks, Sean Phillips, man. He, uh, you know, it's just me and him. And uh, it, it's, it's an awesome deal that we got together. 
you know, everybody on the car too. Producer supply company, lease plumbing and excavating, Lone Pine Exc- or Lone Pine Excavating, Big Dog Energy, uh, Quality Machine Company. You know, I I can't even think right now. I'm so dry mouth out there. I, I'm just ready for a drink. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it one more time for tonight's feature winner of the Rourke Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models, driver out of Rice's Landing, Ben Police. The podium finishers would have to earn their positions as Mike Reft would gain nine spots to earn the runner-up honors and Tim Schaefer, the Steel City Outlaw, would advance from eighth to third when the checkered flag flew. Cole Petrell would finish fourth and Zach Gunn would gain eight spots to round out the top five. Brandon Burgoon and Kyle Lucon were the heat race winners. Speaking of making preparations, the Cheplick Packing Hobby Stocks have a big race coming up in two weeks' time. The second annual Josh Langer Memorial will cap off the five-race Cheplick Series, and it will pay over $1,000 to the winner on September the 10th. As for the race this past Saturday, lots of fireworks and position battles throughout the field, but none of that included feature winner Gary Catellis. Catellis led all 15 laps to procure his second feature win on the season, and it was all smiles in victory lane. Gary Catellis, win number two on the year. You're smiling ear to ear, man. Smiling like a butcher's dog. He's got to feel good to get back here to victory lane. Yeah, it seemed like it had been forever. Just just nice that nobody hit me to come to checker flag, so everything was good. I'm going to take that. Yeah, you got to take them when you can get them. And the points lead and the points battle has just been fluctuating through and through this entire year. There's five of you in constant contention at this point. Uh, Cheplick Series coming to an end here in two weeks on September the 10th. Over $1,000 on the line for the Josh Langer Memorial. Uh, you've got to feel good and feel in good position to, to have a good shot at that race. Yeah, we've been putting a lot of work and uh, working on our setup and our setup guy, uh, Greg Beach and Archie Customs, man. He just got us on a rail. Uh, Cody helps us with the tires. You know, it's just, you know, with Jonathan and, and Logan and Blake and the boys and Melissa and JC and, and my dad, uh, you know, the endless hours that we put in these cars just to come out here and, you know, just have fun. How'd you feel with the track here tonight? It uh, seems like you took to it pretty well, and for the most part, you were dominant. I mean, you led every lap, all 15 laps, and not a whole lot of close contact until, you know, those restarts come up, but it seems like you had things really on a rail. Yeah, this track was to my liking. I like it smooth, a little bit of a high line, and uh, I just tightened this thing up as far as I could go and just let her eat. And people that you would like to thank for making this all happen for you tonight. Well, all the family that I mentioned, and then uh, the sponsors, Hoods Up Quick Lube, Top Care Lawn Care, uh, Drew's Auto Service, my dad retired from there, uh, I got Lucas's Hard Tard, I got TW Pimp Juice, Chem Oil, um, just, you know, my man James Barber back there, I mean, just, he's working on, how many race cars you work on, James, five, six, you know, it's uh, endless, you don't even know what tire to check, but it's, it's, it's little things like that that make this happen. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it one more time for tonight's feature winner in the Cheplick Packing Hobby Stocks, Gary Catellis gets it done. Matt Bernard ran a great race to finish second with Tony McGill completing the podium. Jonathan Catellis overcame an early caution to make a run back through the field to fourth, and Garrett Opachin found his way to a top five finish. Frank McGill and Gary Catellis would claim their heat race wins. The Penn Ohio Pro Stocks had a heavily weighted field of cars with incredible talent. 2022 Ed LeBoom Memorial winner Chris Schneider returned and topped the field upon completion of the 15-lap feature event. Chris stated in victory lane that he actually struggled a bit early, but it was apparent that he got things figured out, especially on lap number 12. 
crisscrossed the line in third position and made the move for second, passing his teammate Christian Schneider, who drove Chris's backup car through turn two. Chris would not stop there as he drove low into turn number three and passed Brian Hutchko for the lead at the flag stand, all on the same lap. Christian Snyder would go on to pass Hutchko as well and duplicate the 1-2 finish from earlier this season at the Ed Laboon Memorial Race. Hutchko held on for third after leading the opening 12 laps. Cody Catellus drove up to fourth and Jordan Perkins would round out the top five. Chris and Christian Snyder, no relation by the way, collected heat race victories. Next up were the Crawford Autry pair open four cylinders for an eight-lap feature event. Travis Corbin would claim his second career feature victory and what Travis considers to be the best season of his career. Travis didn't have an easy victory as April Tennant was within arm's reach throughout the entirety of the race. John Gill piloted the 19G to a podium finish, battling with Travis Clark and Hemi Kiniston, who finished in that order to complete the top five. And welcome back Noah Bubeck, a former Young Guns champion who piloted Bill Tennant's number two. He had a flat tire and retired on lap number five. Travis Corbin claimed the sole heat race win. Last but not least were the always safe flagging and traffic control young guns. Emmy Laboon has been dominant as of late and drove a smooth, consistent race to win her fourth feature of the season. The points leader has grown leaps and bounds in her young tenured career and will take her talents to the hobby stock division next season after purchasing Stephen Sheltman's championship winning car. But for now, her focus remains on the points race where she continues to lead the way. Zoe Knight would claim the runner-up spot and the sole male competitor Gavin Kukalis would complete the podium. Paige Jones and Sadie Snatchko would round out the top five, and Emmy Laboon was the sole heat race winner. All attention diverts now to the 16th annual Red Miley Rumble for the Rourke Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models taking place next Saturday, September the 3rd. The race will be 30 laps in distance, 2,000 to win, and 200 to start with no entry fees. Miley Motorsports is still accepting lap sponsors, so please reach out to the track's Facebook page for additional information. Joining the Red Miley Rumble will be the Hovis Auto and Truck Supply Rush Sportsman Modifieds presented by Born to Run Lubricants for a weekly series event, as well as our action event divisions including the Cheplick Packing Hobby Stocks, the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, the Crawford Auto Repair Open 4 Cylinders, and the always safe Flagging and Traffic Control Young Guns. Gates will open at 5 with warm-ups beginning at 6. Qualifying for the late models will be prior to the 7 p.m. start time. For all information regarding our Speedway, including our remaining schedule, current point standings, and more, please visit ppms.com. And be sure to follow us on Facebook for ticket giveaways and exclusive content by searching Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Reporting for Rapid on Racing, I'm Tyler Harris. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Zarin Truck and Automotive. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway returns for its 43rd racing season in 2022 with a jam-packed weekly racing schedule. It all kicks off on Saturday, April 23rd, featuring our five weekly racing divisions, the Rush Late Models, the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, the Hobby Stocks, the Open Four Cylinders, and the Young Guns. Throughout the season, PPMS will host several can't-miss special events, including the 34th annual Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series Pittsburgher 100, as well as three Rush Late Model Touring Series events, the Herb Scott Memorial, the Joke George Steel City Classic, and the two-night Bill Hendren Memorial. Other special events include the Falcone Automotive 410 Outlaw Sprint Series, the Boss Wingless Sprint Car Series, the Penn Ohio Pro Stock Series Ed Laboon Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Thunder on the Dirt Vintage Modifieds, the Hobby Stock Invitational, and more. For our full schedule and all track information, check out ppms.com and be sure to stay up to date by following us on Facebook by searching Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway and on Twitter at PA Motor Speedway. 
Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store. Or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochrane.com. Business owners, if your ad was here, our listeners could find out about your company. Speedway Productions has several advertising packages to fit your budget. Rappin' on Racing airs live Mondays, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. at iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, RappinOnRacing.com, or Hulu Television. You can also listen on your computer, iPhone, or iPad. Don and his co-hosts present the good, the bad, and the ugly of local racing. The two-hour show features local track reports, special guests, driver interviews, and all of the national racing news. Check out the show and let us know if you are interested in becoming a marketing partner. For additional information, call 412-999-6625 or email rappinonracing at gmail.com. And now back to Don Gamble and more Rappin' on Racing. Listeners often ask, um, what about Remember When? Well, with a lot of the rainouts this past week that left a little room in the schedule for Remember When. In April of 1998, Joan Burgess and I did an interview with Red Miley, and a lot of the things that he talked about are still an issue today, many, many years later. So we hope you enjoy this interview that Joan and I did with Red. Ed, good morning. How are you this morning? Hey, good morning, Don. How are you this morning? Okay. Uh, had a chance to look over your article in Thursday's Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. A lot of the fans were talking about it. You uh, kind of hit the nail right on the head. Uh, for the benefit of the folks that either didn't see it or, or don't live in our area, I'd like you to elaborate on what the article or the letter was about. Oh, Don, basically, um, there was a story in the Post-Gazette uh, several weeks ago that had explained that the um, Penguins had installed new seats in the Civic Arena. It had cost $644,000 for 1,700 seats. That's $379 per seat. And that uh, those seats were paid for uh, with the 1% RAD tax, regional asset district tax that we're all paying here in Allegheny County, uh, only to find out that uh, after the seats were installed, that they were a little too tight uh, on knee space, uh, uh, and uh, they felt that they needed to be replaced again, and they were going back to the county again saying, gee, can you buy us new seats again? 
And uh, that all happened at the same time I was writing out a check for new lumber for seats at uh, Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. And I just think it's just a real travesty of, uh, of fairness that uh, these uh, big league sports teams uh, can just come back to the public and keep asking for more and more money. And, uh, and the thing of it is, I have nothing against the major league sports teams in times. I mean, I'm a season ticket holder with the Steelers. I go to Pirate games and Penguin games. But I think that uh, the public needs to remember that these are businesses. We get caught up in the emotion of the sport sometimes, and they forget that these indeed are businesses, and they keep telling us what a favor they're doing us by being here, but at the same time they keep coming back and wanting more and more and more money. And, uh, you know, we're looking at building new stadiums here at a cost of, of around 400 to $600 million dollars. And we have Three River Stadium sitting over there that's fine by me. And I go to baseball and football there, and I have no problem with that stadium. And uh, the fact that the owners made a bad deal with their players and agreed to give them a lot more money uh, that they didn't have uh, all of a sudden uh, makes this stadium obsolete, and we have to shell out money. I think, and I think the biggest problem I have with it is, you know, we have this extra 1% sales tax in Allegheny County already. And to me, uh, in the business world today, everything is so competitive that 1% can make a difference. I mean, if somebody's on the Washington County, Allegheny County board or whatever, and they say, gee, I have to make this purchase, and the two stores have the same price, well, I can save 1% by being in Washington County. To me, that hurts every small businessman in Allegheny County. And as a result, we're in essence subsidizing the big business people uh, who already have millions of dollars. I mean, players, you're talking about players making, all of them making in excess of a million dollars a year. You know, uh, we're just worried about being able to pay the bills. And uh, so I think there's, it's very unfair. And, uh, and I stressed in the, in the letter to the editor that I'd written, too, this isn't sour grapes. I mean, uh, I, you know, I wish everybody the best in business. But when other businesses come around looking for a handout from the public and telling us what a favor they're doing us by being here, but in fact, uh, you know, they're just making money, plain and simple, uh, at our expense. I, I, I have a lot to object to that. Uh, Red, um, you say, where does this travesty of public funds for millionaire major league sports teams and players stop? Uh, don't you think maybe if the fans stop going to the games, maybe that would give them a hint? Well, I think I think the fans that definitely would put, send a message, but I, and I, I think the fans would like to see the sports stay, and so would I. But I think it just like in racing, where we had to go to the spec motor and make adjustments so that racers could afford to be in the sport, and fans hopefully can afford to come to our racetracks. I think the major league guys need to do the same things. Uh, I think when the fans are doing everything they can, in football and hockey's case at least, by selling out the stadiums on a regular basis, I mean, they're doing a good job to represent those sports and help keep them here. But when they come around at the same time and say, well, yeah, thank you, you're selling out our facilities, but we still want more money, then I have a big problem with that. And I think the general public needs to awaken to that. And they also have to awaken to the fact that what real economic impact these facilities have. Um, you know, I think it's good to have major league sports, but if I had my choice between spending $600 million on new stadiums or investing in our future with training our kids better, 
uh, helping uh, high-tech businesses come to town or any business come to town that create real jobs. I mean, uh, as far as I'm concerned, the jobs that Three Rivers uh, is creating in the Penguins are, are $5, $6 restaurant jobs. That's okay. No problem. But what we really need are long-term jobs that keep people in the Pittsburgh market. And these are positions that pay you know, $20,000 a year and up. And Three Rivers Stadium and the sports teams aren't creating those kinds of jobs. So the short-term fix is to say, okay, fine. Uh, let's build new stadiums and keep these teams here because they create X amount of dollars into the economy. But the, the real picture that needs to be addressed is long-term. We've shut down all our steel mills in Pittsburgh's done a good job in starting to turn itself around and look at the healthcare industry and high tech and that sort of thing. We need to do a lot more of that and I'd much rather take that money and say let's invest it in our long term future, not in a short term gain to say that we have the Pirates, the Steelers and the Penguins here. That's nice, but that isn't creating the kind of jobs that we really need to see in this county. Red, we need to run. Can you join us Monday night when we open the phone lines up, and we'll see if the fans have some thoughts on it? I'll be happy to. I'll be in Chicago, and I'll call in and talk to you, Don. Thanks, Red. Thank you. See you at the races. This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Zarin Truck and Automotive. At Alternative Power Sources, they have always understood that your generator needs are never one size fits all. They are still the local generator company you have come to know and trust. But with expanded resources and expertise as a subsidiary of Curtis Power Solutions Company, part of the Indel Power Group. As a Curtis Power Solutions Company, they offer quality brands such as MTU, Kohler, Southeastern Power Products, and Yamaha Generators. They bring more experience for working on complex projects such as engineering and design services for data centers and healthcare facilities. At the same time, they continue to service all brands of standby generators. Also, don't forget to ask about their rentals for your next event or power emergency. If you have a project, Alternative Power Sources has a solution. Contact them today at 1-800-894-4455. That's 1-800-894-4455. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers competed late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whaled Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex.
Thanks for tuning in to Rapping on Racing. I'm Lenny Baticki. Coming up next, a recording we did for PRN's At the Track. Check it out. Speaking of Pennsylvania, joining us now after winning at Mercer Raceway in Pennsylvania, Vivian Jones, sprint car win once again. If I remember right, it was about this time last year, Vivian, that uh, we chatted about your very first ever sprint car win. And uh, I saw that this was your first win of the season, but I don't think that's the whole story of, uh, you know, 2022. uh, From what I understand, it's been a pretty good year up now and then capping it uh, at this point with the victory. What's it been like from uh, your perspective, the uh, season of 22? Yeah, season 2022 has been uh, a little stressful. We've been very consistent all year with um, top five finishes and even top three mostly um i had an opportunity to run a 410 as well so that's very exciting 410 sprint car one of the it is it's the world of outlaws size engine combination and such vivian jones on our profabrication.com hotline she won in the 305 engine based division at mercer raceway in pennsylvania last weekend but uh the, the 410 am i correct it was western pennsylvania pa sprint week and you won one portion of an event what what what, what do you uh, recall of that weekend well that was uh yeah you're right western pa speed week um that was my first time i ever drove the 410 the first time the car ever hit the track um i I was not very comfortable at all. It was a lot of um, horsepower, a lot more than what I'm used to. But um, I started on the pole to be main and was able to bring home a win. Wow. That's, that had, had to be pretty satisfying to be able to uh, cross that finish line and see the checkers first. Uh, Vivian Jones, our guest on the ProFabrication.com hotline, a B-Main winner in Western uh, PA Sprint Weeks and a winner last weekend at Mercer Raceway Park up in uh, the Pittsburgh area of Pennsylvania. She is our guest on the ProFabrication.com hotline. And speaking of ProFabrication, headers exhaust all the parts and pieces that go with it. Just a click of a mouse away at ProFabrication.com. So, you know, you were saying about the power and everything. If I recall, your dad raced, you've been around racing all your life, multiple championships in the, uh, you know, local divisions and such uh, racing. But now a 410, what you know, what was exciting about the uh, the horsepower and all of, of the race car different than just, you know, what we think, you know, from a 305 to a, a 410? What was it like? Well, the, the horsepower is just outrageous. It's it is more horsepower than you could ever really imagine. It's double the horsepower than my 305. Um, my dad was very nervous for me to get behind the wheel of the 410, but um, I took I I got used to it pretty quickly i mean i'm no expert now but um there's a lot of adjustability within the car that makes it really cool vivian jones our guest on the profabrication.com hotline winner at mercer raceway last weekend but chatting with us about what it's like to drive a 410 sprint car so what goes on inside the cockpit of a 410 that you know you don't have to worry about in the 305 well in the in the 410 you're you're going so fast down the straightaways and everything you don't have to Obviously, you got to try to keep the car straight, but you enter those corners a lot quicker than you do in a 305. Um, There's a lot of things that you notice more when you're out there. As the race goes on and you burn off fuel, you might have to move your wing back if the track is slick or whatnot. But, um, yeah, the 305 is more like you get what you get once you're out there, and you just got to figure it out. With the 410, you can uh, move around and try some different things. 
Vivian Jones on the ProFabrication.com hotline chatting with us about the uh, transition, uh, if you will, from a 305 sprint car, which she won in last weekend, to a 410 sprint car, which she's ran a time or two this season and uh, possibly future uh, runs later on this season. You said something about moving the wing. Now, we're used to seeing the TV pit stops where they come in and make a chassis adjustment. Do you do that in a sprint car race or how do you adjust a wing during a race? Well, it's, it's very hard, actually, um, <laughs> trying to keep the wheels straight and adjust the wing because um, you don't really you can't really look up and see where it's at. I mean, especially for me, I, I try to guess where it's at based off of how long I press the lever. But, um, yeah, it's it's very exciting. <laughs> so it's a cockpit lever that you just kind of push and go, OK, one, two, that should be far enough. Yeah, usually I try to uh, count out the seconds in my head. Wow. Of pressing the lever. Vivian Jones, our guest on the profabrication.com hotline, uh, helping us understand how busy it is inside the cockpit of a 410 sprint car. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of 410 sprint car racing all throughout Pennsylvania, Ohio, and the entire region that you're uh, centered in. Is there any targets for you uh, between now and the end of the season or even further off into uh, next season? As far as uh, 410 racing goes, I really don't know where that's going to take me. Um, we haven't really made any set plans yet, but um, I do plan on racing at Sharon for the Lou Blaney Memorial, and I would like to hit some bigger 305 races as well. Appreciate it. Congratulations on the win and best of luck as you continue on towards the 410. Zivian Jones, our guest on the ProFabrication.com hotline. Fans, stay with us. We'll be right back with more. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724 724- Four four three five seven two zero, or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A. J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C. J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway returns for its 43rd racing season in 2022 with a jam-packed weekly racing schedule. It all kicks off on Saturday, April 23rd, featuring our five weekly racing divisions, the Rush Late Models, the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, the Hobby Stocks, the Open Four Cylinders, and the Young Guns. Throughout the season, PPMS will host several can't-miss special events, including the 34th annual Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series Pittsburgher 100, as well as three Rush Late Model Touring Series events, the Herb Scott Memorial, the Joke George 
Sports Steel City Classic and the two-night Bill Hendren Memorial. Other special events include the Falcone Automotive 410 Outlaw Sprint Series, the Boss Wingless Sprint Car Series, the Penn Ohio Pro Stock Series Ed Laboo Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Thunder on the Dirt Vintage Modifieds, the Hobby Stock Invitational, and more. For our full schedule and all track information, check out ppms.com and be sure to stay up to date by following us on Facebook by searching Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway and on Twitter at PA Motor Speedway. Listeners often ask, uh, what about Remember When? Well, with a lot of the rainouts this past week that left a little room in the schedule for Remember When. Charlie Cragen was inducted into the Pittsburgh Circle Track Club Hall of Fame in 2011, and it was a pretty good group. It was Dal Carnahan, Charlie Cragen, Ed Lynch Jr., Bobby Marhefka and Ron Pivison. So uh, a pretty elite group of people going in there with Charlie. And we hope you enjoy his comments from 2011. All right, fans, we're back. And our next guest is Charlie Cragen, a recent inductee into the Pittsburgh Circle Track Club Hall of Fame. Charlie, good evening. Oh, good evening, Don. How are you? Oh, I'm doing good. How about yeah. yourself? Doing well, doing well. I'm really glad you could be with us. Uh, you know, uh, and I, I've, I've said it many times, the fans, uh, a lot of your fans, they, they enjoy uh, keeping up to date. I know there were a lot of people at the uh, banquet when you were inducted, a lot of friends, uh, former maybe crew members. Uh, it was a pretty special occasion, and I know that uh, Connie and, and the kids, uh, they're pretty proud of Dad. Uh, yeah, that, that was a real nice time. Uh, we really enjoyed that, a couple of the one of my crew members came along and his wife, my wife, and uh, and I got to see a lot of people I didn't hadn't seen for a long time. It was real nice. Let's uh, let's start at the beginning. Uh, you didn't do uh, all your racing at Motordrome early on. You raced closer to home. How did uh, how'd you get started in racing? Well, well, my dad raced to start with. He probably 1955. I wasn't very old, but uh, he raced probably about 10 years at South Penn Speedway in Everett. And he ended up winning, uh, he won two championships, 1956 and 63. And uh, uh, racing kind of got my blood then. I, I was uh, the big event for me to, every week to work on the car and go along with the races. So uh, I, guess they, I guess I got it honest, you know. <laughs> How old were you when you first climbed in a car? In a race car, you mean? Yeah. Well, I didn't get to start till I was probably 25 or 26, because I uh, and I was in the service for a while, and um, I'd, I'd like to start it sooner, but it just didn't work out, you know. And what what division uh, did you start out in? Well, I only ran about half a year in uh, Semolates. I bought an old car, and it turned out uh, not to be too much of anything, uh, just enough to get me uh, get me started. <laughs> really wanting something better, you know. Uh, and then the next year, we, we built a new, uh, had Miles Cameron, he built me a new chassis. And uh, it wasn't, wasn't really uh, a good late model, but uh, that's where I ended up with it. I started running late model. I think it was in 1975. 
My first recollection of you was when your team would come in with that bus car hauler with a red and white number 11. Now, is that the car that Chamberlain built? Yeah, well, that would have been uh, Miles built in the first car, Miles Chamberlain. And I ran it in 76 and 77, and then I got involved with uh, John Fabian was half earner on, with that car. And he started out to be half earner on the new one. We, uh, Gerald and Gus, Gerald Chamberlain and Gus Freer built the next one that was in uh, uh, 1978 was the first year for it. Uh, CNF chassis. You, and, uh, you were one of the toughest on the dirt at Motordrome, and then that even carried over to the asphalt. Let's talk about your dirt career at Motordrome. Uh, was it a regular, or was it just uh, you would stop in when time permitted? Well, there, there towards the end of uh, 1977, I think it was, uh, I'd missed about half a year then in 76. I broke my hand in an accident working on the car, and then... Then next year I ran the full year, and I, I ended up winning my first feature at uh, Clearfield. But anyhow, we would go out to Motor Dream once in a while. We'd heard about it. and Went out there, ran once or twice, and then ran the 200 at the end of the year with that car. And uh, I think I ended up fourth with it in that first time. And uh, we really liked that track, so the next year we started running there regular. when We got that new car in 78. Well, in 78, you won the championship at Clearfield and Motordrome, but I think the race on the dirt most people remember was the NDRA race in 79. Let's talk a little bit about that. Okay. Yeah, that was, uh, well, that all that year that we talked about, or the uh, NDRA was coming there, and I don't know what time, maybe in August, I think it was, and uh, we was pretty excited about that because uh, we've been hearing about these guys running that circuit and everything, and uh, and they came. They they had control of the track that night, I think, as far as water and went and everything. They had the track really dry, super dry. And I didn't run, run real good on a real dry track, but I ended up qualifying 18th, I, I remember. I think that's what it was. And then uh, before the feature, well, I got us in the race, but before the feature, they took the water truck around the outside of the track because it got too dusty and uh, just made a lap around the outside of the truck track and the sun went down and it kind of drew the moisture up out of the track where they did that and and uh like when as soon as the race started well i knew boy i had a real good group up there <laughs> you <laughs> so spanked it worked them. out real good <laughs> some of the best in the country were there and uh, did you lap the whole field yeah yeah i got them twice <laughs> lapped them twice <laughs> them big boys going back home say who the heck was was that local guy he made us really look bad yeah, yeah. what rick uh, Rick Zimmerman came with me out there last year. Uh, he was working on the, with the tires that night, and we ran those McCurries every week. And we was also allowed to take 500 pounds off the car, too. I think our rules is 3,000 pounds, and they, their rules is 2,500. But we, well, the only thing we did was put an 18-inch spoiler on the rear of it. Uh, we was allowed to do that. And we left the weight alone because the car had been working good, and we was afraid of messing it up. And uh, we ran the McCurries like we always did, and those guys showed up, and they had, uh, they was telling us we needed the Goodyear tires like they was running and all that. And uh, But we stuck with what we what we knew worked, and it turned out real good. People still talking about that. That was many, many years ago. Yeah, that was one of the best races ever. That was, that was exciting that night. We It's one of those times in the car where just couldn't have gotten any better, you know. Uh, some of your favorite competitors, Glenn Galt, Stevie Pellis, Gary Martz, Turk Burkett. 
I guess with Glenn and Steve, it was dirt and asphalt, but Gary and, and Turk would have been just dirt. Uh, yeah, yeah. Any uh, any uh, special moments racing with any of these four guys that comes to mind? Oh, yeah. Well, uh, I had a lot of close races with Gary and Turk both. Uh, they both ran those 88 cars, the 88 and the 88X, and right. they, they were tough every week. And uh, once in a while, I get them, you know. I get ahead of them. But uh, I learned a lot off of them by racing with them, you know. I, I hadn't had too many years in those back in those days, and... Uh, it went went pretty good, but I always liked those guys. I mean, there wasn't no, we never had any trouble, and uh, it was just good hard racing. Well, you seem like a pretty easy going guy. I can't imagine anybody being upset with you, but uh, I'm I'm sure from time to time maybe somebody'd be mad if you beat them. Yeah, not not very often. I really didn't have a lot of trouble. It seemed like I, I didn't want to ever try to hit anybody. I I know I ran into people, but I didn't try to, you know. And, of course, if, if somebody did something to me, but I didn't like, I thought it was intentional. I didn't like that very well. But, uh, you know, they're worried about it the next week. Didn't I didn't worry about it anymore, you know. Some of your car owners, Jim Cornell, uh, Ray and Roger Scanlon, Andy Kazza, the Biter Brothers, Barry Hostein, and Martinelli's Auto Service. The one that surprised me was Martinelli's. I, I wasn't aware that he was a car owner for you. Well, yeah, that was uh, all after we uh, let's see. That was after the biters, and before I got in the truck series, tried yeah. the truck series with them. Right. I had a year or so there where uh, we wasn't doing anything, and uh, yeah, he asked me to drive for him, and we raced at uh, I think at Clearfield most of the time at that time because rules had changed at uh, Motor Dream, I think. Yeah. And so we raced up at Clearfield. And I, I really liked those guys. I mean, uh, they're still very involved. Oh, they are? Yeah, they're involved with a couple of the teams at Motordrome, and, and they're real close to Motordrome, so I, I would imagine that was a given. There's two or three cars there with their name on it, and I know that at one time uh, Dave had approached me. I was promoting Motordrome in 96, and he had thought about buying the track, but that never came to fruition. Uh-huh. I really liked Dave uh, Martinelli and his crew, and they, well, he gave me good equipment to run and uh, treated me real good, and I... The reason I left was I, I got a chance to drive that uh, in a truck series for the, for a year, you know. We'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, some of the tracks where you competed, Bedford, Challenger, Clearfield, Pittsburgh, Hagerstown, Heston, Jennerstown, Latrobe, Lernerville, Lincoln, Marion Center, Motordrome, Port Royal, Sealings Grove, Homestead, Florida, Phoenix, Arizona, Flemington, Milwaukee, Nazareth, Louisville, Richmond, Martinsville, Indianapolis Raceway Park. That's quite a resume of tracks. Did you have a favorite? Oh, yeah. Well, they didn't... Uh, actually, Motor Drum and Jennerstown's my favorite tracks. As far as the, the bigger tracks, um, and I like both those tracks, Motor Drum and Jennerstown, uh, the dirt tracks and the asphalt. You know, they were both really good dirt tracks and asphalt. And I like Bedford pretty good, but it was my kind of my home track here, closest one. But I, I could never run quite as good there for some reason. It seemed like. What and, was uh, what was the transition like for yourself? And I know it happened to Stevie and Glenn when you went from the dirt to the asphalt. Jennerstown paved first, and then eventually Motordrome. How much of a transition was that? Well, <laughs> well, I thought it was going to be pretty easy. I thought, you know, how hard can that be? <laughs> and uh, first thing we did was bolt on a 
I think Clearfield paved their track to start with. Right. And uh, so we put a set of asphalt tires on a dirt car. I think it was a bullet chassis, and and went up there, and uh, well, I got uh, it was fast and and pretty wicked. <laughs> but anyhow, uh, it, once you get, there, was, it was like a learning curve to it, you know, because there were some different things about the cars, and you really needed a asphalt chassis too. I found out, and uh, it was uh, it was good. I mean, I really liked it. What? After we learned it, but it wasn't easy. Easy as I thought it was going to be. Who owned or built your first asphalt car? Well, it would have been uh, the Biter Brothers and Doc Scanlon. I, I drew for him on dirt there for uh, several years before, you know, before we went to asphalt. So uh, we changed that one car over and ran it for probably a year um, of that bullet chassis. We kind of changed it over after first trying it there. But then we ended up getting a Howl chassis. Yeah. And we ran those for several years and then ended up with the Port Cities. What I want to do, I want to take a break, and when we come back, I want to talk about some of your special events and some of your championships. So we're talking to Charlie Cragen, and we'll be back in just a minute. This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. At Alternative Power Sources, they have always understood that your generator needs are never one size fits all. They are still the local generator company you have come to know and trust. But with expanded resources and expertise as a subsidiary of Curtis Power Solutions Company, part of the Indel Power Group. As a Curtis Power Solutions Company, they offer quality brands such as MTU, Kohler, Southeastern Power Products, and Yamaha Generators. They bring more experience for working on complex projects such as engineering and design services for data centers and healthcare facilities. At the same time, they continue to service all brands of standby generators. Also, don't forget to ask about their rentals for your next event or power emergency. If you have a project, Alternative Power Sources has a solution. Contact them today at 1-800-894-4455. That's 1-800-894-4455. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers compete in late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whaled Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. Yeah. 
you. All right, fans, we're back. We're talking to Charlie Cragen, recent Hall of Fame inductee in the Pittsburgh Circle Track Club Hall of Fame. Charlie, you got a pretty impressive set of statistics here for championships. Uh, 92, 93, and 94 NASCAR Winston Racing Series Northeast Region Champion. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, those were really good years for us. We, we uh, a year or two before that, I think in '91, we we bought our first Port City race car, and I, I liked the house pretty good, but it was a little inconsistent. Uh, you get them really running good, and the next week come back, and it seemed like the setup left it or something happened, you know. But we we bought a Port City, and and uh, I really liked those. And Doc Scanlon, the Biter Brothers, they they uh, they gave me some good equipment those years. You know, they were real good cars and we had a real good team there the work ethic there was something else they you know they just uh, worked on them all the time and there wasn't now the the northeast region that was like what 10 or 12 tracks on the east coast yeah i forget it was something it was something like that i can't remember yeah. exactly how many and we and uh, whatever i did counted towards you know the they kind of kept a point system between us that between was... us all very impressive. Then 92 and 94, you got the Area Auto Racing News Award for the most late model wins in a season, uh, 23 and 92 and 25 and 94. That's kind of unheard of today. That's that's a lot of wins. Yeah, things went really, really good <laughs> for, for a while. <laughs> and, uh, I think in 93, we won almost as many, too. You know, it was really, really a good three years. Then we mentioned in 78, you won the championship at Clearfield and Motordrome. Then 83, Jennerstown on the dirt. And then 92 and 93, Motordrome on the pavement. 93 also, uh, Jennerstown on the pavement. And 94, both of them on the pavement. Uh, uh, you're kind of man to beat there for a long time. Yeah, we had, we had some pretty good setups there for a while. Things were going real good. Yeah, uh, I, you know, like I said, it wasn't all... Me, I had good equipment and uh, and good team there. All those guys, they just uh, whatever it took, you know. They they worked on those things when you, all the time. When you went to the trucks, uh, what year was that? And let's talk a little bit about that situation. Okay, that was in '96. In in '95, they decided to try towards the end of the year. They they thought, uh, well, when they quit going to Motor Drum at Jennerstown and changed the rules, they wanted to do something different. So. In '95, they sold the other car, the cars, and uh, ordered his truck. And we didn't get it out till uh, February of '96. We took it to Homestead to try it out, and uh, so that was that was a really big, big difference. And going to a big track like that with uh, radial tires and altogether different chassis, uh, it was quite an experience. What was the rule change that caused you to leave the local asphalt tracks? I don't recall what they did. They, they cut the engines back uh, to a two-barrel and uh, uh, a restrictor plate, and I don't remember the horsepower on them. They were something like two, 290 or 300 horsepower, something like that, and uh, they just decided to... Uh, we wanted to just do something different, you know? But, you know, it seems like over the years that they couldn't stand prosperity because I still see it today where... Stanley keeps changing the rules and the tires and guys they, they keep getting less and less cars and it, you know if it's not broke don't fix it. Uh huh. 
Well, I think that was a, an idea. The idea behind that was to cut the cost of the engines. Yeah. You know, they was costing, uh, like a top-notch engine was costing around 20000 probably, 18 I don't know. Yeah. For sure, I didn't have to buy them, luckily. But, uh, and they was going to have an engine you could build for four or 5000 But I think the guys later on, you know, I was around them some that uh, they were still spending that kind of money, eighteen or yeah. nineteen thousand on engines for well, three hundred horsepower, too. You know, <laughs> I I was at uh, Lernerville for the Firecracker, and Davy Johnson bought one of those Roush Yates Ford engines, uh-huh. forty-five thousand dollars. Wow, that's that's, uh, that's crazy. <laughs> one of the things that you may—I don't know if you get to the races, but they have these crate late models. Now we're a motors three thousand, maybe a good one five thousand, and they'll get thirty five or forty cars at every race. But the guys that are spending thirty, forty thousand dollars for motors, they might only draw twelve or fourteen cars. So you know, it doesn't take a, a rocket science to fi- figure this. You know, there's got to be a better way to do this. Yeah, yeah, that uh, crate engine deal sounds uh, real good to me. Lynn Geisler was telling me that right there last year all about it, and uh, it sounded like a real good setup. You know, more people could afford that. You know, like you said, the car counts would be up, and you wouldn't have all your money there in one place in the motor. If something happens, it, then you're kind of out of business sometimes, you know, with that kind of money in an engine. If you could do it all over again, is there anything that you would have changed or done different? Oh, uh, you know, lots of times I think of that, what I would do different, but I don't remember now. <laughs> <laughs> it went, It went pretty well, and I'm thankful to do as good as we did. Well, you, yeah. and, uh, you had a, lo- a really lot of fans. <laughs> a lot of fans of charging Charlie Craig, and, and I had the opportunity to see you race many times. And uh, a gentleman, and you know, a good driver, clean driver. And I think that's probably why so many people like to follow your team. Uh, is there anyone else that we need to thank or mention? Uh, my wife mainly. She's putting up with all that. Yes. <laughs> Been going every weekend. Uh, she was pretty good about that, and uh, and then all the the fans. You know, I had some great fans over the years. I got to know a lot of people at the racetrack, and, and a lot of good people. You know, and if I appreciate that. If the woman on the team, be it the wife, girlfriend, mom, sister, uh, if they're not behind you, you're out of business. So I would suspect that for 25 years, Connie was pretty patient. And then raising the kids, Cassie, Lindsay, and Andrea, uh, along with racing, uh, that's that's a pretty special lady. Yeah, yep, she is, because uh, that's asking a lot, you know. <laughs> now, I, I, I know that uh, I came into being a lot of the photographs that the Overly family had, and I mailed you some, and one was a picture of you and Connie, and it looked like it was a couple of years ago. Do you recall when that picture was taken? Uh, I remember in 1978 at the banquet. We won the championship, I think, Yeah. that year. It's the Motor Drone Banquet. Right. And me and Connie just got married. Yeah. And it was almost like it was our uh, wedding reception, it seemed like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pearl bought us a, a, a gift, you know, and we would just gotten married that, that weekend and went to the banquet and it was it was really nice pretty pretty good way to celebrate two championships and a wedding yeah yeah a little bit cheap on my part (laughs) it was nice economical would be the word yeah yeah i guess you'd say that (laughs) well i want to thank you for taking the time to be with us tonight and uh 
continued good luck with uh, whatever life has to offer. And we were really, really glad to see you in the Hall of Fame at the January banquet and uh, hope things go well for you. Well, thank you. And the pleasure was mine. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Jennerstown Speedway. Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store. Or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochrane.com. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway returns for its 43rd racing season in 2022 with a jam-packed weekly racing schedule. It all kicks off on Saturday, April 23rd, featuring our five weekly racing divisions, the Rush Late Models, the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, the Hobby Stocks, the Open Four Cylinders, and the Young Guns. Throughout the season, PPMS will host several can't-miss special events, including the 34th annual Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series Pittsburgher 100, as well as three Rush Late Model Touring Series events, the Herb Scott Memorial, the Joke George Steel City Classic and the two-night Bill Hendren Memorial. Other special events include the Falcone Automotive 410 Outlaw Sprint Series, the Boss Wingless Sprint Car Series, the Penn Ohio Pro Stock Series Ed LeBoo Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Thunder on the Dirt Vintage Modifieds, the Hobby Stock Invitational, and more. For our full schedule and all track information, check out ppms.com and be sure to stay up to date by following us on Facebook by searching Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway and on Twitter at PA Motor Speedway. I want to share the results with you for the season championship night at Hummingbird Speedway. Semi-late model winner was Doug Sura. Tim Stice picked up the pure stock win. The super late models went to Paul Cott. In the pro stocks, an unlikely visitor, Tyler Harris, picked up his first career win at the Bird. 
Sean Hayden was the winner in the four cylinders. The Economods went to Mike Anderson. The 2022 point champions include Superlates Paul Cott, Semilates Doug Sir in the Pro Stocks. Bob Connor won the championship after returning to racing when he retired from being the flagman. The Economods went to Bob McMillan, his first points championship in 40 years of racing. Josh Field scored in the pure stocks, and the four cylinders went to Sean Hayden. And we thank the folks from Hummingbird for those results. The Auto Racing 101 Victory Lane interview segment continues to gain in popularity. It's a feature on Rapid on Racing that gives the drivers a chance to listen to their Victory Lane interviews from Latrobe, Lernerville, Pittsburgh, and Jennerstown. Friends, family, and crew members can listen and enjoy. It also gives the driver a chance to improve the next interview. Some of the contributors will include Nate Rigotti, Eric Westendorf, Brian Spade, Howie Bayless, Tyler Harris, Jim Zufall, and Dave Oliveri. We hope you enjoy this new addition to Rappin' on Racing. Doug Glessner in Stoney's Beer Victory Lane climbs out of his race car, makes some noise, a last lap pass for the 17 machine. Hugs from his family, come around and grab another checkered flag, gets his uh, winning sticker. Doug, take me through that last lap, man. You were trying to get around Jason before the caution, couldn't quite do it. And you, you, you dive into turn one and you take the lead. Yeah, it was just too, I just tightened it up too much to try to go around my top. It wouldn't, wouldn't stay. So I kind of just kept working the bottom and he left me a little bit of enough, just enough to get underneath him. And I know that stings, but it was, it was fun anyhow. But uh, I really got to thank Barry and Donnie. I always forget to thank them two guys, but he lent me a carburetor to get this thing. It wouldn't run for crap in the heat race. And he, them guys helped me more than, uh, anybody and I, I, I always forget to thank them but I really want to thank them uh, the Lappies for letting us run both these cars uh, all my family my wife ain't here I'm sure she's watching uh, we just have a blast here it's it's you know it's just fun uh, thank all my sponsors Jim and Jimmy's Total Mobility Certified Lift uh, Halster McClark 814 Lanes uh, Highway Line Paintings Black Specialty Mox Barbershop uh, I think I got them all, but I appreciate all the help. All my guys, we, these last couple of weeks bringing both these cars is a pile of work, a little too much more than we want to deal with, but it paid off. I don't think that one's too bad, so hopefully, hopefully we'll have an easy week. A big smile on Doug Glessner's face down here. He uses the last lap to pick up his fifth win of the season. Make some noise for this young man. Caleb Vasquez climbs out of his car, makes some noise. His fifth win of the season. In the 57, a great rebound win for this young man. Back into victory lane after some troubles uh, over the last couple of weeks. Had some issues last week. Caleb, it's got to feel good, man, uh, after some struggles to be back here in victory lane. Yeah, it feels good. I mean, got good luck on the car now. We went old school with the door because the other one was too smashed up. But. I mean, we, we were just out here racing, have fun, that's all. How much work did you have to do on this car to get this thing ready for this week? Oh, we had to put it on the frame machine. It, it didn't really take much with this one, but other than pulling it and stuff, it was, it was hectic. Has to feel good, not just a win, but a dominant win, over five seconds the distance between you and second place. That's got to feel really good. 
I tell you the truth, didn't even know it was that far out. Hammer down, right? Yes, sir. Who do you want to thank on this race car, Caleb? Oh, not even they were half my sponsors. I like to thank Cool Miners, Strucka, uh, Schaefer's Contracting, MRES, Knuckleheads, Berkey, WK Enterprise, Amy and Brandon Adam, Jake's and Jesus, yeah, Sheila Tressler, Dunmar Auto Sales, my family, uh, Highland Property Pros, just all them guys. I couldn't do without any of them at all. Caleb Vassis back in Stoney's Beer Victory Lane. Congratulations, Caleb. Dale Kimberly going to climb out of his race car, make some noise. The former champ goes back to back. Dale, congratulations, my man. Back to back. How's it feel? Great. It's hot out there. <laughs> it is a warm one. It's sticky. The sun's starting to go down. Uh, any issues on that track tonight? Uh, no, Adam had it set up good. It was a real good setup. Uh, no, no Angie here tonight to celebrate with on the racetrack. Uh, you gonna send her a message as you went back to back? She's probably already seen that. She'll be here next week. All right, Dale Kimberly, who you wanna thank, man? I wanna thank my father-in-law, uh, Kimberly contacting my wife, uh, Mark, Kenny, uh, Yahtzee, everybody on my crew, Adams. Adam sets the car up daily. Um, Oh, SNS Auto, Marsville Storage, Country Storage, uh, AJ Poljack does my valves, springs, and my uh, plugs, and everything. Bill Haberjack, Martin, Martinelli's Auto Service, he's up there. Dale Kimberly wins another one. I want to thank all the fans for coming out tonight, too. A thank you to the fans. How about a round of applause for your winner, Dale Kimberly? As Adam Kostelnik pulls, parks it here in Stoney's Beer Victory Lane as it gets. He's getting unbuckled, getting ready to come out of his race car for his sixth win of the season. Mr. AK, Adam Kostelnik. Getting some water, it's really hot in there. As Adam Kostelnik climbs out of his car, his sixth win of, sixth win of the season. Congratulations, Adam, that was really good. You started fifth and you made a move there on the start and with about seven Laps in, a caution came out. What was going through your mind? You gapped the field pretty heavily at that point. What was going through your mind when you had to redo it again? Uh, not much. I knew the car was really good. Uh, you know what I mean? Making it three wide. Coming off the turn two, you know what I mean? I got a great run. You know what I mean? Bobby's pretty good. He slipped. I got the lead. But uh, yeah, man, the car is just lights out, man. My boy Jimmy Allborn's here. He taught me everything I know on these late models. He's Neil Brown's crew chief, man. Best cars I ever drove was Jimmy's setup. And uh, he's lurking around the pit somewhere. I want my pitch take with him, but I guess I'll have to wait for that. Well, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree because you're not that bad at, uh, uh, you're not bad yourself at making these setups. You know, coming into the night, you know, you have five wins. We talked a little earlier. You said you want to win every time you get. What was your expectations for tonight? Was it another win? I'm guessing it was, but what was your expectation? I'm here to win every night. You know what I mean? Like last week, I, I just overthought a lot of things. I come here with a game plan. I stuck to it. I, I mean, my man, Mark Catone, my crew chief, Billy Haberjack, Del Kimberly, Kenny, ha Kenny, Yahtzee, Richie, Joey, everybody that helps out. You know what I mean? Like we come with a game plan. We stuck with it. You know what I mean? And here we are, Victory Lane. That's awesome. You named a lot of sponsors there. Is Dale's trying to say something? I want to wish Cole Re Rebar there. It's his birthday tomorrow. How old are you, Cole? Seven. So little little Cole Rebar, seven years old. Happy birthday, buddy. No mo I told him if I didn't win, they could give me a mohawk. So I guess I have to wait till next week. 
<laughs> That's awesome. You named a lot of people on that car. We're going to finish up. Is there anyone else on the car? Yeah, I think sponsors. Uh, Kimberly Contract and Martinelli Auto Service, Dave Martinelli, uh, the Kimberly family, SNS Auto, Stan Transmissions. I got to really thank Jimmy Allborn, man. Every time I have an issue, he, uh, he's there uh, by the phone. He's helping Chuck and test the ride. He's getting better. But uh, just everybody helps me, good family team. I get the luck of just driving this, and uh, we'll see you back here next week, maybe in Victory Bank. Good. Let's give Adam Kostelnik one last round of applause. Adam Kostelnik, his sixth feature win of the season. Thank you, Nate. Uh, good job down there in Stoney's Beer Victory Lane. Our final Stoney's Beer Victory Lane celebration of the evening, Steve Singo with his fifth win of 2022. Getting ready to climb out of this seven machine. Steve Singo climbs out of the race car. How about a round of applause for our winner tonight? Gonna climb on top of this race car. Look at this young man. Young and spry and athletic. Get some hugs from his family down here in Victory Lane. He's got his flow racing hat on. We love to see it. Steve, man, you look you look young and spry climbing up on top of that race car. I know you're excited. Uh, I'm old and fat. I took a lot to get up there. I'll tell you what, you look good up there, man. You look good up there uh, leading this race. They were coming for you. You had a second and a half lead. Those guys were starting to reel you in. Were you looking in your rearview mirror? You're just driving. I don't have mirrors. None at all. There's no mirrors in that car. They were telling me eight back, four back, two back. Uh-oh. So, but yeah, which, no, that was that was that was fun. It's been long overdue. We even haven't had a win since July, I think. But no, this is long overdue. Steve Singo, the fifth win of the season. You still are at the top of the point standings. A couple of weeks left. The seven car has been fast. What are you going to do to keep it here in victory lane? We're going to do the best we can. That boy standing right there, he's no slouch. He's he's it, it, he could come at any time. The 52 of Nate Valente running in second in the points standings. A fourth place finish tonight for the 52. Who do you want to thank on this race car, Steve? Uh, all the crew. And uh, without Dave Forrester, Farmers Union Co-op, Hazlet Trucking. Oh, I, I need to do what Kenny does and put a list on the dash. Um, Lower Mountain Gardens, Morocco Welding, North Star Equipment, Farmers Union Co-op, Butch Dilford Paint, Rocket Rick Coots. Somerset Eagle Riders, American Pavement Fabrics, and my wonderful wife. But I also gotta thank Nate. Nate, I gotta show you this. Nate gave me a lucky penny. Yes. And he said, tonight's your night. It's in my pocket every race now. Yeah, Nate's a good dude. That's awesome. Nate Valente giving him a penny, your competitor, but this is a, this is a classification here at Jennerstown Speedway. They compete well together. That's got to be a lot of fun for you guys to be on the track. Yeah, we all get along. We all get along good, and I'm happy for everybody who wins here. But yeah, no, I love this division. Steve Singo with another win here in 2022. He'll get to celebrate tonight in Victory Lane. This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Jennerstown Speedway. No one covers motorsports like Rapid on Racing. For nearly 40 years, Rapid on Racing has provided the best in motorsports information with knowledgeable and veteran reporters who cover all forms of racing. Weekly reports include local dirt and asphalt racing from Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, plus the All-Star, Lucas Oil Late Models, NASCAR, Rush, and the World of Outlaws. Listeners get the latest breaking motorsports news. 
The show features special guests, local track reports, driver interviews. The host of Rapid on Racing is Don Gamble. A former driver and track promoter, Don brings a wealth of racing knowledge to the program every week. Rapid on Racing. Proudly presented Rapping on Racing, the Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program was brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the eastern United States. Have a great week, and be sure to tune in next Monday for another installment of Rapping on Racing. Stand on it. Come on, y'all. Stand on it.